Welcome to Maximal Being, a podcast devoted to ditching fad diets and using real science to get you healthy and feeling great. I'm Doc Mock, a GI and functional medicine doctor who harnesses the power of gut health to get you achieving your goals. And I'm Jackie P, a well-informed layman who challenges the experts and asks the questions that you want. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button or leave a comment. And now, on to the show. Hello, 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 friends, my fellow Maximal Beans. It is nice to see you and hear you. It is I, Jackie P, your favorite layman. And I'm just going to assume the close now. I am your favorite at this point. I better be. Just kidding. Definitely mine. Um, Definitely yeah. <laughs> um, It's a wonderful day here. Uh, we're, we're touching all the corners of, of, of the map almost. Uh, Dr. Dr. Mock, Doc Mock. I don't know why I said Dr. Mock. How are you feeling today? I'm fantastic. I just finished a workout. Um, I feel like super relevant. I'm pumped and ready to go for the discussion today on uh, postpartum exercise. We have a great expert here, um, ready to nerd on, on some of the science and then get some great tips for all of you out there. Um, as always, for those of you listening for the first time, I'm Doc Mock. I'm a therapeutic endoscopist, which is a fancy type of GI doctor that removes diagnoses and treats GI cancers. I'm also functional medicine certified, practicing in beautiful Tampa, Florida. Back to you, Jackie B. Thank you, Doc Mock. And of course, I am the layman. I will make sure that these two fine individuals make sure that they don't get too much into the rare air of sometimes what we like to call the nerd noise here. Uh, but <laughs> I will pull the card if I have to. But to our guest, right, sports chiropractor, Certified strength and conditioning specialist, pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, and a level two CrossFit coach. I didn't even know they had levels, so I want to get into <laughs> That's that. That's awesome. Dr. Harley Hawsey, how are you today? Oh, I'm so good. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to chat about some of my favorite things. Excited to I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have you. Paleo, keto, vegan, and carnivore. Maybe you've tried them all. But did you have success? Are you still doing that diet? Turns out there's not just one diet right for one particular person. By understanding how your body works and the relationship behind your body's workings and these diets, you can then approach the perfect plan for you. In the Perfect Human Diet course, we talk to you about your body's inner workings and the pros and cons of each plan. We discuss how our ancestors ate and have eaten and lay a framework to tailoring a plan that is perfect for you. To learn more about the Perfect Human Diet course, head to MaximalBeing.com courses to find out more. And as always, I'm Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your health. You cannot supplement your way to health, but there are things that we need to add to our lives that can maximize our pathway to wellness. The American diet is virtually devoid of omega-3 fatty acids, which play a major role in cardiovascular disease, gut permeability, and mental health. Personally, I take omega-3s every night and iHerb is the best place for clean, natural sources of supplements. I love the ZenWise Omega-3 Fatty Acid Supplement, which is free of fish burps and good for the environment. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com slash iHerb, that's I-H-B. ERB and enter the code B is in boy, D is in dog, B is in boy, 5528, and receive 10% off your orders for all supplements. 
maximize your supplements with iHerb. Let's get to it. There, there are a lot of, a lot of crowns you wear, Dr. Carly, a lot. Um, so I would love to hear, and so will the folks listening or watching, um, you know, a little bit of your origin story, right? Um, how did you, you know, start out, I'm a spoiler, start out in Alaska. I want to hear a little bit yeah. about that. Uh, and, you know, and, be, and, and become, you know, who you are today sitting here with us. Yeah, thanks. So yeah, I'm from Alaska originally. Um, I live in Seattle, Washington now. But um, yeah, growing up, I played sports. I played volleyball all through college and uh, beach volleyball after. And I really found a lot of use uh, from my chiropractor when I was younger, just helping me get through athletics, do the stuff that I wanted to do. And so when I was in undergrad, I was like trying to figure out what I wanted to do, which way I wanted to go and how I could help people in some kind of realm with sports, athletics, uh, the human body. And I went back and saw my chiropractor and he was like, yeah, you know, there's this field of sports chiropractic that's sort of kind of emerging. And, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. He's like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to check it out. I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going. That's what I'm going to do. It was like a, you know, light bulb moment. So, so away I went, I went to school in Portland. Um, I did my undergrad in Idaho, uh, my master's and my doctorate in Portland and, stuck around there for a year or two and then moved to Seattle. And um, as I think is the story for a lot of, of especially women, um, once we have kids, once we start getting into the brain space around thinking about having a family, I just went deep into the pregnancy postpartum timeframe. And just, uh, I find there's, it's getting better over the years, you know, but there's just a lot of lacking. There's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of like, fear mongering around exercise and that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, I just got super passionate about it. And I see a, a high percentage of um, pregnant, active, pregnant, postpartum women in my my physical practice at Seattle Sports Chiropractic, and then, um, you know, help people online and then also um, have a postpartum athletic wear company that sort of developed out of all of this too, out of just like seeing the needs that that women need once they have a baby. So that's sort of the condensed version, I guess, Jackie P. <laughs> I feel like I wanted to say amen the whole time. Yeah, just like, yeah. you know, I was like, church. Yeah, yes. that's right. <laughs> Sing it, girl. Sing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jackie P and Dr. Carly, I, I feel like we're at a point in history where we need to value healthcare for women more so than ever. I'm gonna gonna leave uh, that amen. statement there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but um, can I just say that like so many people outside of the medical space call you a chiropractor, but we've had doctors of chiropractic medicine on the show before. Mm. And I believe that that is the correct way to address your doctor of chiropractic medicine. Is, is that how you prefer to be addressed? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I'm kind of of the the school that I like to to laugh at ourselves a little bit, make fun of ourselves a little bit. So I often call myself a, a fake doctor, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I went to school for, for lots of years and I time. do. Yeah. yeah. And I, I saw, I appreciate that. You know, I think the medical community is um, starting to respect each other's doctorates a little bit more. Um, you know, physical therapists are doctors, chiropractors, uh, there's Chinese medicine doctors, all, you know, there's doctors of all kinds of stuff. So I think it just depends on, you know, the type of practitioner that you're looking for and you need and yeah. So I appreciate that too. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And for those of you that haven't listened to our episode uh, with Doctor of Chiropractic Medicine, Dr. Traeger, feel free and, and look back at that in your favorite neighborhood podcasting software. 
Dr. Carly, um, admittedly, I am an expecting dad. Yes, that's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm still new in this journey. You're the expert, but I can tell you that my wife, who is a urogynecologist, has been inundated with people saying, take it easy, take it easy. And my wife is a badass like you. She can lift heavy <laughs> things and she can move quick. So are these people correct? Um, I mean, it, it just, you know, as in all things, it depends, right. Is the sort of, uh, sort of the answer we have to give, but, but yeah, I mean, I see women doing all kinds of crazy things throughout their pregnancy, you know, running races and doing CrossFit competitions. And while I don't necessarily like, you know, it's all, it's all cost benefit analysis at that point. Right. So, so what is it worth to you? You know, we have to take into all the the mental aspects of exercise. We have to take into the physical aspects. Um, and there's just so much we can do. And with the right understanding of how do we protect the pelvic floor? Um, what are some changes we can make? So we're not potentially making rehab harder, uh, creating uh, diastasis recti. So that separation of the abdominal muscles, making it worse. You know, I always like to make sure people know that that is a very normal, natural thing that has to occur during pregnancy. Like the belly grows, like where else? you know, how else can it grow, right? That that fascia, those abs have to separate. So I like to make sure people aren't, aren't scared of that, but there are things we can do to make sure that that it's, it's easier to heal it afterwards, right? So as an example, we're going to eliminate probably like a full sit-up or a crunch, right? In like around the second trimester is when we want to start limiting those things. People are in a CrossFit gym. They're going to start limiting kipping movements. They're going to start limiting um, some of those gymnastics moves. And the reason is it's not necessarily going to hurt them. It's not going to hurt the baby. But what it is potentially doing is making rehab harder later. So I always just like to go over those things with patients and say, you know, it's this is where we look at the cost benefit analysis of things. And, um, and just like anything, we take it into consideration. So. I feel like pregnancy is so super complicated. So, you know, the, and it, and it actually took until I think 2020 for the American college of obstetrics and gynecology to change their guidelines on recommendations for exercise yeah. during and after pregnancy, which is fascinating, but you know, just for the listeners out there, when you're pregnant, you know, you, you not only have the changes within your body habitus, the way that your, your body looks, but physiologically, a few very important things happen, including, um, you know, your, your blood vessels get a little bit leakier and you actually get a higher volume of fluid with them, which dilutes your red blood cells. And so Jackie P, if you remember back to like biology in high school, those red blood cells, <laughs> they basically deliver yep. oxygen to tissue, carbon dioxide, garbage away from tissue. And so if you have those floating in their little rafts, but the water way is much, much bigger. It makes it much more difficult to do that job. So there can be difficulty with oxygen exchange in addition to the, the, you know, changes within carrying a human being around. Yeah. And I, I think another thing that, you know, people have heard about relaxin, we start talking about hormones and some of the other changes. Uh, relaxin is one of the most common hormones that people have heard of. What that does is it's going to help loosen up the ligaments, right? And so we can, the pelvis is widening, the baby gets out that way. But what we sometimes don't remember or think about is that it's working on all the ligaments, all the joints of the body. So some things I see are, you know, foot pain that has a 
a variety of reasons we can get that right, the weight gain, but also we think about that relaxed and loosening some of the ligaments and the joints in, in the feet, knees, shoulders is affecting all the joints. And so we have to take that into consideration as well. It's not just affecting the pelvis. Great. And, and, you know, back to exercising and that's the, let me start over. My wife got the same thing. My son is three and a half, but I remember when my wife was pregnant, same thing. Everyone's like, take it easy. Don't want to do too much work. But my wife is a, I mean, you can't hold her down. No, she's never going <laughs> to yeah. stop. Um, I can attest to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, what, you know, what have you seen in your experience, Dr. Carly, that uh, women who are pregnant typically like to do more, right? Of course, you want to make sure you want to limit the exercise that might do harm, right? Like you mentioned, but is there anything that you see is beneficial, right? Uh, towards the pregnancy yeah. even for postpartum? For sure. Yeah. So one answer that maybe is a little surprising would be core work because, you know, kind of old school thought would be like, oh, you don't do core. You know, I mentioned don't do sit-ups. Well, our core is not just our abdominal muscles, right? We think about our core as our pelvic floor, our diaphragm as the top and the bottom, and then the muscles all surrounding, including the low back muscles, right? And so what we want to remember is we do really want to work those core muscles because if you think about the, the ligaments and the joints loosening, well, the only thing you have to stabilize those is the muscles, right? And so super important for pregnant women to be working their low back, um, working, you know, their lower abdominal muscles, the transverse abdominis, that big flat muscle that kind of wraps around, uh, that actually helps push the baby out. So you want to keep working that, right? Because that's a muscle that potentially is going to be very important on that day of birth. So that's one thing that I think is, is important is doing core work, um, doing breath work. I'm always preaching about breath work. And um, one of the main reasons is because as the baby's growing, your diaphragm just gets so crammed up there. And so what we see is this lack of endurance in the diaphragm once the baby comes out. And, um, you know, there's all kinds of um, things that can flow from that, right? Then we we talk about nursing, we talk about using these accessory muscles to breathe. And so it's sort of this like snowball effect of we're like, rounded using these muscles, not using our diaphragm, and it sort of builds on each other. So I always have women start with breathing exercises during pregnancy and then really like immediately postpartum. Like there's no need to wait for six weeks to start working on on breathing exercises. Um, and on top of that, you know, then of course, some of the things that people might think about more swimming, things that are low impact, you oh. know, are going to probably feel good. Um, and prenatal yoga, I think is really great too, and can be really helpful, but I always, uh, give my patients a little bit of a warning that it's not really like a workout, you know, it's more like a, you know, you're not going to be sweating. I, the first time I went to prenatal yoga with my first son, I was like, you know, I like water bottle and I was like ready to go. And I was like, oh, this is like, no, this is not what we're doing here. You know, it's like <laughs> gentle and um, I think it's great. And it's a great way to connect with other women in sort of your same um, time of life. But it's it's not like your, you know, hardcore intense workout yeah. that maybe you're more used to. So yeah, it's not like the, the hot yoga where it's 110 right. <laughs> degrees in a room and you're no. sweating buckets. No, um, no, no. You know, and this brings me and, you know, uh, forgive me for... Uh, if it sounds uncouth here, but uh, I had an idea when my wife was pregnant uh, called pre pre nitro, right? Which was like just exercise based off of the 
activities you do and the movements you do with the new baby, right? Um, so I come from a long line of big babies. I was uh, <laughs> I was Jackie's fourteen. So tall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's hard to tell. Like yeah. this little zoom box helps me look like a non Sasquatch individual. <laughs> But, his feet are uh, actually on the first floor and his head's yeah. on the second floor of his house. So <laughs> just to give you the scale. <laughs> um, but you know, this, so everyone, and, and, and my wife is, uh, I mean, she's like 110 pounds soaking wet with a, holding a 10 pound dumbbell. Um, so, uh, you know, they're like, Hey, you know, you will likely have a big baby carrying this big baby around. Um, and I was like, Oh, I was like, let's, do pre-natural like let's get a 14 pound bag of rice and then you know let's just do movements of like picking up and changing uh and at first it was a joke but then i was like i wonder if this is really yeah. a thing like so um i mean have you ever like put together like a package of exercises like hey this is like your pre you know i call it pre-natural because i'm not good at naming things but like here's your prenatal you know, exercise package. You want to do this stuff to get ready for, you know, carrying this yeah. baby around for the next, you know, couple of years. <laughs> That's like functional fitness at its finest, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that's a that is a great question. I'm making notes for my next plan that I'll put out there for people. Um, pre-nitro. Cool. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, it's kind of funny. So at my company, Jen and Care, we have a motto that every mom is an athlete. And one that that model has a couple meanings to us. And one is that, you know, over the years, especially lately, we've seen these amazing athletes have babies come back and like be amazing again, you know? And so we want to support women in that endeavor in whatever that athletic activity looks like for them, professional or not. But it also means that even if you don't consider yourself an athlete, you are an athlete. If you're a mom, you know, you're doing athletic things on the daily, like picking up the car seat, putting the kid in the car, carrying the car seat around, like you're doing hip hinges, deadlifts, you know, presses, um, cleans, like really like those are functional moves in real life that you're doing. And so even if you don't really consider yourself an athlete, you're doing athletic things. And it's super important um, to be prepared for that and to be ready. Like you said, especially if you're a sort of a tiny human and you're about to have a big baby to carry around. Um, I haven't ever put together like a specific package, but what I have done and what I like to do with people is make sure that they have a plan while they're pregnant, because as you guys know, or doc mock, as you're about to find out, like once that baby comes like all bets are off, you know? And so <laughs> Anything you can do to prepare for your physical well-being, your mental well-being, all that stuff before is super important. So I always have women try to make a pelvic floor physical therapist appointment before the baby even comes, make a plan with me before the baby comes, you know, um, get a postpartum rehab plan, whether it's mine or someone else's, like buy it, just put it in your computer, make a note of where it is. So you remember, but like, you're just not going to do that stuff. And so along those same lines is like, uh, creating, um, habits around mobility and strengthening. So starting to work on your upper back mobility, because one thing that women don't realize is how much the upper back and neck start to hurt from nursing, right? They're just rounded forward. Mm -hmm. and if they're not nursing. They're still like, bottle feeding, everything is forward, like looking down at this adorable baby, you know? And so if you can start getting in the habit of, okay, five minutes a day, you're doing some upper thoracic mobility work, then you'll continue that on once the baby comes, you know, same as like, 
uh, some pelvic floor work, some glute strengthening or firing, you know, even just doing some squats and some glute bridges, that sort of thing. Fill that into your routine before and it'll be a lot easier to keep it going because, you know, especially those first few weeks and months, like it's a blur. And so if you can have stuff lined up, you can just like follow the to do's, you know, instead of trying to come up with stuff on your own. What's going on, Maximal Beings? It's Doc Mock here. Many of you are returning to the gym now, but some are not going back. Regardless of what you plan, Rogue has got the right gear to fit your needs. I personally own a barbell set and love it. The black ops shorts are sweat resistant and flexible for getting deep in your squats. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com Rogue for our referral link. Order three items and they ship for free. And as usual, it's Doc Mock and I'm here to maximize your pathway to wellness. If you're stuck at home and cannot make it to the grocery store, delivery may be the best way to stay clean and healthy. Instacart is the national leader in the direct-to-home delivery service. With numerous major chains and food from smaller stores, you can get those local veggies sent directly to your doorstep. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com Instacart and maximize your nutrition today. I, I feel like you made so many amazing points. Like, so that, that after the postpartum portion, you know, women are just inundated with a bunch of things that can happen for the negative. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. just like it's taken till 2020 for ACOG to say, it's okay to still exercise while you're pregnant. Maybe you shouldn't do, you know, abdominal boxing or super <laughs> yeah. hot yoga or jump out of an airplane, but whatever you were doing before is probably fine now. But my wife, being a urogynecologist, she she's a you know postpartum care expert. That's actually her mission. Yeah. And it's taken until 2019, really, for her field to develop this whole series of postpartum care. Up until that point, you know, women have babies and they may have, you know, some stress incontinence. And just to, you know, before you pull your layman card, Jackie, that means, you know, a little bit of leakage of urine with jumping or coughing or sneezing. And women are told by their obstetricians who are board certified, who are medical professionals, that that's normal. And, you know, these women are in their 20s, you know, so you're supposed to go through the rest of your life leaking urine. That's no good quality of life. So, (laughs) yeah. So your point about a pelvic floor physical therapist and what you can offer as a doctor of chiropractic medicine is huge in this space, right? You know, women obviously um, who have bigger babies can have obstetric injuries or lacerations. And so they can, they're at a higher risk for incontinence, but people with just regular vaginal deliveries, same thing. So, you know, what are your recommendations around strengthening the pelvic floor specifically for people that have injuries there? Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to touch on is, like you said, it's, you know, a lot of people are being told that it's normal to have you know, to leak urine. Um, and even people who don't have kids, um, it, the, you know, men and women both have pelvic floors, by the way, Jackie B, just so you know. Um, yeah. oh, and so I, I was literally writing down that question. Yeah. Really? I was like, yeah. pelvic floor guys too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't get as much, you know, we don't give it as much airtime, but, um, yeah, that we all have a pelvic floor, the bottom of the core that holds everything, you know, all the organs up and in there. Um, and so what we, what we say is that while it is common, it's not normal, you know, to, to leak urine. And so even if you haven't had a kid, even if you're a guy, like if you're having some of those same symptoms, then that's a time when you can seek out a pelvic floor physical therapist. And, 
unfortunately in our country, that's not like a package deal when you have a baby in the hospital in other countries. It is, you know, you you're in the hospital and you see your pelvic floor PT right there. And, um, I mean, hopefully someday down the road, that is more, um, common here, but right now it's not, you really have to, you know, you have to kind of find that person yourself and really advocate for yourself in that way. Yeah. Um, I sent a ton of people to pelvic floor PT in the GI space, you know, yeah. for fecal incontinence or what yeah. people term diarrhea, you know? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, okay. So, so sorry, I forgot your question. Uh, oh, pelvic floor exercises to start yeah. with, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so like I said, breathing actually is the first thing to start with. So I won't, I won't get too specific here, but I like to teach a term, uh, or type of breathing called piston breathing. And if you're a weightlifter, this is really the way that we naturally breathe when you're lifting weights, but most people don't understand or know why they breathe that way. So a quick explanation would be, let's take a squat. For example, you're going to take your breath in at the top of the squat and at the bottom of the squat, or as you're even going down in the squat, you're going to breathe out aggressively, not just kind of lazy, but really like breathe out like you're breathing into a straw or something, right? And what that does is it's going to help engage the pelvic floor up. So as we breathe in, think about how the lungs and everything expands, right? So everything kind of moves down. And then as we breathe out, everything comes up. So what we're doing with piston breathing is we're just using that natural rhythm of the pelvic floor and the diaphragm to engage the pelvic floor up. And that's going to take some of the strain and stress off of the pelvic floor. So I always have uh, women start doing that during pregnancy because you can imagine now all of a sudden there's going to be this like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, if you're Jackie P's wife, pound baby, <laughs> just pushing down on the pelvic floor. You know, and so you don't want to create extra strain and extra pressure. So that's one way we can just use naturally that lift of the pelvic floor. So I have people do that with all kinds of movements during exercise, and the way I describe it is think about like whatever feels like the hardest part. It's not really the hardest part because we can talk about concentric and eccentric and all that stuff, but whatever feels like the hardest part, the bottom of the squat pushing up, um, you know, the very top of a press, um, that's where you're going to do your breath out. And that's just going to engage that pelvic floor up. So that's the, that's the easiest and most like kind of basic thing to start with. And then from there, we can start working into, okay, now let's tie that into some transverse abdominal engagement. Um, One of my favorites with pregnant patients is um, you have them kind of breathe. They take a big breath in. And then as they breathe out, we call it the belly pump. They, They basically kind of wrap the baby up and in. And so you can look up these videos of of women doing a belly pump breathing and they like, you see the big baby come out and then it's like, whoop, they kind of pull the baby back up and in. And it's the transverse abdominus that is kind of wrapping up and like hugging the baby back in towards the body. So there's lots of stuff like that, that, um, wow. really connects breathing with certain muscle movements that we start to, to work the whole core and the pelvic floor. Love it. That's, that's, that's incredible. I'm going to have to pull a lay card on you because I heard you say <laughs> Something anonymous. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, I'm not notorious. notorious. Yeah. So if, so yeah, if you can, if you can, yeah, the, yeah, the notorious anonymous, uh, dominable. Uh, so what? I'm assuming that's some sort of a muscle or tendon yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. The transverse abdominis. Sorry, like I was mentioning earlier, it's that big flat uh, abdominal muscle. It wraps kind of all around the abdomen. Um, and it kind of, one way you can try to engage it, actually, you want to just try it on yourself even is put your hands on the inside of your hip bones and then think about trying to pull your two hip bones together. 
And that muscle that engages, that's your TA, transverse abdominis. And it gets a lot of play in kind of the pregnancy and postpartum world. Um, Some people, you know, have their feelings like, oh, we work it too much. We shouldn't try to isolate it. Like, leave that, you know, argument to us like nerds out there. Um, (laughs) We know that we want it to be a strong muscle during pregnancy because, like I said, it's going to help push that baby out. So, of course, you want it to be working well. Wonderful. Thank you for explaining that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. I love this podcast. I learned so much. I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I learn so much every time. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's. What's going on, Maximal Beings? Doc Mock here. If you haven't done so already, leave us a comment and hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know. That way we can get the word out and continue to bash the bro science.